Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine if you came out and you weren't funny anymore. How do you know what I love most about that? <laughs> That by you saying that, like, I was funny. So thank you. Oh, and that's enough. You know, it's like, that's you enough. Die happy. I, I've been the funny one. There was a co-star, um, I can't remember if you were in or out when I sent it to you, but it was like um, evil hexes. And for Gemini, it was something like, I hope that none of your jokes land and no one laughs at them ever oh my again God. or something oh my like God. that. And I'm like, oh, my God, that would totally be my evil hex. The, the co-star people are fucked up. Yeah. That one you tagged me in that my friend Jess also did. The, the star signs and their um, coping mechanism yeah. for being unwell. And it was you making a fucking green smoothie yeah. after a hangover yeah. and me coming out of a silent meditation retreat. <laughs> I, I was like, it's like they know us. It's so funny, isn't it's it? Actually but up. it's what I love most about CoStar is everyone is so like overly branded as their yeah. thing. Like Jules yeah. was saying to me the other day, he's like, Virgos just sound like a pain in the ass. He's like, I don't want to be what they make me out to be. Am it's I like, like that? And I'm like, yeah, no. It's like, well, <laughs> it's because you are. <laughs> They're shining a shiny mirror right for you. Virgos and Pisces. Pisces get shat on in a lot of... Yeah. I actually think the Virgo ones aren't so bad, but the Pisces ones are terrible. Yeah. And Scorpio ones are quite bad too. They're yeah. very like... um. I'm going to cut you while you sleep. Yeah, I'll cut you while you sleep. And like Sophie's a pine, uh, Scorpio, she oh. wouldn't cut us while she slept. Well, while I we mean, slept. that's what we think. What <laughs> do we really know? I shared a house with her for a long time. Oh, she didn't cut you? She didn't cut me once. This is great. <laughs> this is so good. I'm Jordana Levine. And I'm Holly Azafati. Welcome home, my darling. How was jail? It feels like I'm out on the outside now. Yeah. I can't wait. We'll share later in the episode everything that went down and up and all around. Uh, But it's so good to be here in Byron. Good. Just to be decompressing back slowly but surely into reality. So for those of you who are not up to date, Holly has been in a a 10-day silent meditation. Yeah. And how long have you been out now? I got out on Sunday and it's Friday today. So it's it's not been that long considering. Yeah, well, only half the time that you were actually in there. That's exactly what I was about to say. And a lot can happen in that time. Uh, And so I've been really gentle with myself I haven't been on social media yet I'm not feeling really called to until Mm. I'm back in Sydney uh yeah I feel I feel very grounded you can probably hear it in my voice I can see it in your manner oh thank you yeah Uh, it's funny we were out for dinner the other night with a couple of friends and Cass it was the first time she had seen me since coming out and she's like just kept touching me and being like I just want what you have. Like yeah, you're yeah. so present. Yeah. You. Yes. That is it. You have. <laughs> you've been so present. So Holly got got to Byron on Wednesday, and we've been hanging out. 
and a lot. sense a lot yeah mm. with, a, with a cool Byron crew it's been fun we've hey? had such a good crew I'm actually nursing a little bit of a hangover this morning yeah how have you been though what, what's been fucking going on since I've been inside well first of all I want to say it was really hard while you were inside for me oh, only because <laughs> um I, well I missed you so much I missed you too but also I really took for granted how um often we interact throughout the day yeah um but also how much we hold space for each other mm. you know like I really uh no noticed that but also noticed how much <laughs> I'm gonna try and fix now how much I lean on you for things you know like oh that's so nice if, but even if it's just for validation over something but I love to be leaned on. what do you think about this well I mean that's one of the things that I've taken out of Vipassana Vipassana, can I just say? Yeah, okay, so I've been saying it wrong forever now. Oh, so have I in all the episodes. Yeah. But anyway, we, you got to remember, it's the shh in Vipassana. Vipassana. I came up with that day too. Yeah. And I was and like, you couldn't share, it, couldn't with share it with anyone. I'm like, this is genius. I've run through this podcast episode so many times. Have in you? Can I just say? Yeah. Oh my God. I feel like inside, <laughs> I was telling myself how much of a stand-up comedian I was. Anyway, what I was going to say was, um, part of the takeaway from Vipassana was not being so dependent on people outside of myself Mm. for validation of things Mm. and deleting apps of that constant connection. Like Voxer, I'm deleting other Mm. than for connection with work-related purposes because, like, picking up and having a phone conversation with someone, it's actually so much more beautiful. It's so much more beautiful. So that's what I'm like, yeah, you were one of the forefront of the people that I missed while I was in there. And like, yeah, and it's like, well, how much better is it to just like have a phone call or like have that in like that personal fucking contact rather yeah. than like sending voice notes or totally you know yeah and I actually love a phone call really like a lot of people don't oh. I don't like a surprise phone call like I hate when <laughs> work people not you but like other work people call me when they could just email me like, oh 100%, 100%. It me. but I do love having a long phone chat I'm I'm of agreeance now that I'm on the other side mm. before that fucking hated phone calls really oh I was never present and I was just like I, I had too much other stuff. Oh my god, that's so interesting. But we'll talk about it more in the Vipassana um, chat at the end about yeah. what re- reprioritizations came up for me. Yeah. And how phone calls are part of that. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Um, I was saying to Holly, guys, the hardest bit of when Holly was away was actually when she got out of Vipassana. Yeah, girl. And she was still in Noosa and she was just decompressing. And I knew I had to give you space, but I was like, she's out. I can talk to her if I want to talk to her. You were so good about it. <laughs> Everyone was so respectful. Yeah. Even like my community, I want to thank any listener that felt like, because I know people were thinking of me. It's like really beautiful. Mm. And like maybe sent a little message or just like I felt held energetically. Yeah, of course. So it was really, really nice. Um, but I heard something that happened while I was inside. Oh, okay. Spice Girls tour. Yes. It is official. Well, I apparently. Yeah, it's official. They're coming in Feb. But Posh isn't making an appearance. No. Why? Uh, she... Well, she didn't do any of the... She didn't do the UK either. Okay. This is so exciting. Yeah, it is really exciting. I, like, oh, we should do a whole episode on this. I like people you're obsessed with growing up oh we were obsessed with the Spice Girls there was about four or five of us at school and we were we performed in the school assembly and I was baby Spice of course you were blonde yeah. one okay so who were you Hol? because okay. we've had this conversation I know. I think it's hilarious so my friend Jess we were talking shout out Jess she's a very big listener like Ruby she's like my Ruby 
And she was like, okay, so Spice Girls are coming out in February. Um, like, we're obviously going to dress up and go. And, I'm, and I just interrupted her. I'm like, I'm fucking scary, Spice, aren't I? And she's like, well, yeah, all my life, because I have curly hair. Yeah. I had to be scary spice. But I don't think there's anything wrong with being scary spice. I didn't want to be the scary one. No, I get it. I get it. But like looking back on them now. Oh no, she's fucking cool. Yeah. But I just for once wanted to be posh or ginger. Interesting. Yeah. But why, why did you want to be posh? Cause I thought she was hot. Okay. I mean, not hot. I was like eight. I just, I just yeah, thought no, I she was it. the pretty one, yeah. even though baby kind of, I mean, they all were pretty in their own way. <laughs> I just like being baby because I got to wear those platform sneakers and, and knee high socks and pigtails. Yeah. And blue, like scary. I mean, actually, now that I think about it, scary is going to be so much fun. I can wear leopard print. Oh, it's going to be amazing. And yeah, it was just when I was younger, I was like, I don't want to be the scary one. Like yeah. I want to be the posh one or the yeah. like spicy one but they're all spicy there's the spice girls <laughs> <laughs> i'd love to hear in the facey group which spice girl you were growing up okay so we're going to talk about psychics today i'm so excited i'm really excited too um we have touched on psychics a little bit in the podcast i remember i gave a recommendation for a psychic i'd seen that's right when my book came out yeah that was pretty incredible yeah and then she bear tarot has been a little bit of a touch on psychics as well which everyone's been frothing on and actually let's just talk about that because i'm pretty sure it was not last episode the episode before or one energy read or catch up if you don't know what i'm talking about but i had said that she bear had given me a june forecast reading and it was inaccurate and i felt um like it was setting me up for something to happen and I was going to expect it and I felt really shit and I was like it just wasn't resonating with me anyway everything she said actually happened yeah we were being a bit premature about that weren't we We were and and it wasn't because I called it in like it actually organically happened so <laughs> so George was forewarned she bear, yeah she buries bang on yeah we were, I remember having that chat and we were like maybe she was like a couple of months off and yeah. like you know no 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 she was bang on that's actually something that I realized I know we're digressing a bit but we'll come back to where this how much can happen in such a short window of time totally. you know well, this is this whole idea of impermanence right yeah I did a I did a um Instagram caption on it oh my god that's the lamest thing to say but I did I did a post on it the other I day Instagram post on impermanence and you know every everything is impermanent ha, 100%. the good the bad everything and if we can be grateful for what we're going through at the moment knowing that it's not gonna last <laughs> have you done Vipassana <laughs> Girl, no I haven't but the, but you on. know the whole idea of non-attachment is a huge part of manifestation yeah and when we cling on and hold on to things because we don't want to let them go we keep ourselves stuck 100%. and so with this idea of things changing so fast it can be a really scary thing because yeah. what we have that's great is going to move on yeah but it's also a really hopeful thing yeah. because the things that feel dark and heavy are also going to they're going to pass on. these yeah. two shall pass yeah that's that was like a mantra for me mantra for me mantra mantra i say both Really? I say mantra. Do you say dance or dance? Well, every time I go to say it, I stop, but I say dance a lot. See, I say dance and then I try and be cool and say dance and I'm like, Holly, it doesn't suit you. Yeah. No, it's it's a funny one. It's, I struggle every time I come to it. I'm pretty sure TV presenters are told you have to say like dance. You yeah. Can't dance say dance. 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 Dancing with the stars. Dancing? No, no it's, it's not, dancing with the stars. Fuck. Anyway, psychics. Fuck. <laughs> First ever psychic experience. Talk to me. Well, um, it was with my mum. So my mum 
is psychic and she used to when I was a kid she used to do tarot readings from the house oh my god I love it so people would come over and she'd do a reading for them in our lounge room um and I think the most like incredible experience that I remember was this man who came over um and his two children had been kidnapped by his ex-wife oh my god and the police were looking for her and because they had shared custody but she'd just run off with them and he brought the daughter's hairbrush and maybe like a toy car of the son and mum had never done anything like this before but he was desperate and she held both the things and she said um we were living in sydney at the time she said they're in um Where was it? It was far north Queensland. Toowoomba? Is that in far north Queensland? Yeah. She's like, they're in Toowoomba. And he's like, oh, I don't think so. Like, there's no connection in Toowoomba. And she said, that's where they are. And the police looked there and they found them. Yeah. Goosebumps. I know. And so my mum, yeah, my mum is quite psychic. She doesn't really work with it now. Yeah. But I think it was never seen as, like, a really strange thing for me because... You grew up with it. Yeah. And I just thought everyone could sort of tell the future I guess I don't know but when I saw my like my own like a psychic for myself um where would it have been I think it was actually at the Crystal Castle when I was 19 really yeah and she told me a lot of things that came true she told me I was going to be a writer and um that I'd write for magazines which I did and that um I would have a book and which I do and I, and I would live in Byron. And that was when I was 19 and I was living here and I left and I was like, but that's not true. It, right? We yeah. do that. We get attached. Yeah. And we're like, they said that this would happen and it's not happened so it's wrong. And it's like, hang on. I mean, I can talk from being a reader and mm. giving readings is like what we're being channeled and the energy we're giving. Time doesn't exist. It's no. energy. Time, yes. time is a human concept. Absolutely. So when, pe- when people get a reading and it's like in six months this will happen or in – like a year from now this is what's going to happen it's like be loose with that because mm. if you're counting down those months and it hasn't happened or you're waiting on something it's 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 non-specific the time thing so absolutely yeah um it's hard i i know because I've, I've had a lot of psychic readings since that one yeah and we'll talk about the different types yeah, cool. of readings yeah, cool. because i've had lots of different types yeah, cool. but a lot of the time um I've got this one psychic who I see all the time. She she channels from the spirit guides. And quite often I'll ask her for an age or like a timeline. And she'll tell me, but she'll say, I just need to be so clear with you that timelines are not accurate. That's, like you said. That's a good and she psychic. said, I'm telling you that I can see this happening around the age of 36, 37, but one move in a different direction could bring it closer or yes. push it further away. And she goes, I can't see I can't see that. There's no calendar. So I think that's really comforting for people to know too. And I also think like from all the psychics I've seen, there's there's th- uh, threads through all of them yeah. with similarities. Yeah. And that's when I know I'm on track. But there's a lot of places that it's digressed. And if I've if I was to hold on to the one thing that one psychic said one time, I think that I'd be quite um, disappointed or maybe feel like a failure or feel like I missed a route or missed out on opportunities because of something. You know what I mean? Especially when, and this came up for me with 
a friend the other day and he was saying that he's like oh you know the psychic I saw she got this right and 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 you know I'm going to end up with she told me I'm going to end up with a Pisces it's too too specific yeah and I said oh so every girl that you think you might be falling in love with who's not a Pisces is never going to be the one and he's like oh but she was right about all these other things and that's this. This is it. This is the conversation. Well, yeah, because you, because when yeah because when you hold on to something so tightly, you miss every other opportunity. You've got free will, and this is what I always said to my clients when I was giving readings: is I will channel the energy of what's going on in your life right now. I'll give the guidance that's coming through. But no, you could walk out of this room afterwards and make one decision that changes everything. Yeah. So maybe in that moment a Pisces was in his orbit. That doesn't mean that that's going to be forever or mm. whatever, whatever it is. Like you're going to leave your job and travel to this country or like whatever. Like we're just delivering what's coming through a good psychic. Yeah. But as a, as a receiver of the readings, we have got to be um, – really loose in our grip on what like really almost indifferent yeah you know a good psychic is going to offer you choice and they're going to come like offer comfort yes and it's almost as if uh because i've had i've had clients come to me after awful psychic experiences where they've told them negative things really awful things yeah. and can i just say like as a psychic um, there's like a code of conduct. Yeah. You do not predict death. No. You do not predict um, relationship breakup. You do not predict anything that anything of that energy. A good psychic won't go there. Number one, because it's very low vibrational energy, and you don't want to be dancing in that. You might you might um, say, look, you 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 might want to get you know your heart checked or get this thing checked. But I'm never dancing in a space of doom and gloom it's always the intention should always be to leave the person that you're reading feeling more inspired uplifted excited about their life hopeful Mm. with options with choice you have free will it's interesting that i used to see psychics all the time from the age of 16 when i first i received it as a gift for my 16th birthday from one of my friends at the time and then i would go every year to a different psychic and I had uh, two that I would go back to, like really great ones. Ones where like you go to their home in the Blue Mountains, they don't even own a computer. They like, yeah. you can bring a tape and they record it on the tape record, like old school, right? Mm. But since I got into readings myself and giving them, I've not seen yeah. one. And I'm just at the point now where I'm like, oh, I'm ready. Yeah. Well, you know what's changed for me over the years? Because I got to a point where whenever I felt a bit shit about something or whenever I felt lost, I would just go and see a psychic to make me feel better. And a lot of the time, all they're doing is reaffirming that which you already know. So now what I'll do is if I if I need a little bit of clarification or affirmation around a certain thing, then I'll go and see a trusted psychic. Or if I feel like I need access to my guides that I'm not getting intuitively for a bit of a download. Um, But I have to already know what it is I'm after. Yes. And this is what I want to say is the answer is always in you. Yeah. Use psychics as gaining clarity and confirmation as opposed to answering questions yes. and it's so important I've, I've sat and read hundreds of people and always they're like 
that was amazing. You just basically confirmed everything I've been thinking. Mm. That's the point. It's not to solve all your problems. No. That is not your – like, psychics are not counsellors. No. They are not psychologists. They are not, like, someone to help you with your, you know, mental health. Or we, the lines can get quite blurred. Mm. So I, anytime you're feeling called to book in with a reader of some kind, and we'll go through all of the different types of readers in a moment, really sit with your intention – behind that Mm. why why are you reaching out has it become a bit of a crux where anything anytime something goes wrong you reach out you need answers you need answers because what it what you're doing is you're becoming reliant on that which is outside of yourself rather than sitting with and we've all got innate intuition and innate ability and an innate knowing Mm. um that said my last psychic experience that um, for myself was when, at a time in my life where I did have a lot of questions. I didn't enjoy my job, but I didn't know what it, what it was I was going to do next. And there were just a few question marks in my life. So anytime I go to a psychic or I have in the past, I'll just sit and ask for a general read. I'll be like, and I'll wait until the end to see if they haven't covered what it is I want. And they always cover it. And that's something I would um, advise as well. Don't go into a reading attached to, oh, tell me about love, because these are the things you get. Tell me about love and tell me about my job and tell me about money. They're the three themes. It's like rather than going in, ask for a general read, and then there's always question time at the end. Anyway, this woman, um, her name is Rebecca Mayhew. She's in DY on the Northern Beaches. She's amazing. She's I got think a- Rebecca is one of the most common psychic names out there. <laughs> Honestly, I could name four... Rebecca Psychics. I wonder what that's about. Sorry, keep going. Anyway, <laughs> she um, she told me I would be – literally these were her words, and this was five years ago. Um, inspired, empowered – no. In, fucking I should have rehearsed this. Conscious, inspired empowerment for women. She's like, that's what wow. you're going to do. And this was when I, when I was in corporate land. I didn't yeah. even know you could be a coach. She's like, I see some kind of video component where you're connecting with people. You're going to be traveling. She explained my wedding to a T. This was before we were even engaged. Yeah. Um, so she she was amazing in terms of me going, okay, there's stuff out there. She also told me I'd have a book and these sorts of things. And so it's, it's, it is nice confirmation. But when you walk out there... This is another thing people do. They're like, oh, great, that's all coming for me. I'm just going to sit back and just, like, wait for it to all end. Mm. It's like, no, no, you still go about your life as you would in any other moment, in any other day, taking action, doing your things. Know that life is trickling around for you. But, again, in any moment that can change. Yeah. Just don't take any reading for gospel. No. And question if you're not allowed to record the reading. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But also... In a sense, I I understand when they say that you can't record because yeah. I feel like in this day and age, this comes up a lot with me with coaching. Like I always let, yeah. I always record a coaching session for a client if they want it, and I'll send it to them. But when there's so much that you can be held to when you're recorded, and I feel like yeah. there's a trap for psychics sometimes for people who don't get what they want to have this recording to prove it yeah that's so true and and i i mean i love a recording and i always request a recording with a psychic but when they refuse i don't i'm not um what's the word jaded by it yeah or like um suspicious no no that's true actually that's that's their privacy too and i don't record my sessions but i do offer like when i was giving readings i've got to make it clear i don't give readings anymore guys because i know it would just be like holly let's can i have a reading and i just we can talk about that in a bit about 
or the energy it takes. But um, yeah, I would say, do you know what it is? Write fucking notes down. Take it all. Yeah. I've had a lot of people that I've read for that have been like, no, I don't want to. I'm just going to – because what lands is what I need to know and anything I forget, I'm not meant to know. Yeah, absolutely. So what are the types of psychic readings that you've experienced? Okay, so I've experienced a lot of different ones. Um, and to be honest with you, like I'll definitely go to a psychic – I probably go to – the same psychic once a year. Yeah. Like I've got one who I see all the time just because I trust her and she knows me really well. Oh, the other thing I want to say just before we talk about this is it's never a good idea to go in to a psychic session as a skeptic trying to catch out a psychic. Taking your wedding ring off. Yeah. Or being like... And withholding information yeah. because you want them to be able to guess it without you telling them. That's not the point of going to see a psychic. Thank you for bringing it up. It's yeah. not a fucking party trick. This yeah. isn't about them proving to you that they they know you. If you walk in closed, they're not getting energy about no. you. So the reading's going to be off. Yeah. You want to be as open and as you as possible. Absolutely. So that they can read your energy. I had a friend who went and saw a psychic of mine who is the one I see yearly. And she said, oh, I... It, I didn't like her. And I said, well, what didn't you like? She said, well, she said she couldn't read me. <laughs> and I said, well, I think that's you. Like, that yeah. must be you closed off because she reads everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Another thing is um, I've had my mum's my been like this. She's not like a psychic that a lot of people – I've sent to a lot of people. She's really good. And I was like, why? And she's like, well, she told me all this stuff that mum didn't want to hear. Mm. Right? And yeah. it's like, well – that's what you you know that's what's being channeled to be delivered to you right now whether it's like enjoyable for you to experience that or not doesn't mean it's a bad psychic no. if it, if the psychic's saying you need to leave your job or stop eating that type of food because it doesn't agree with you mm. that doesn't make them a bad psychic that no. just means you're being you delivered guidance yeah. and are you, are you if you're in agreement or not that's on you yeah yeah. yeah i've told people some heavy stuff like totally and sometimes when you're channeling a guide I'm like, whoa, you've got a fierce guide here and here's what you need to know. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not apologizing for this, but I'm going hard on you yeah. because you need to feel this energy right now. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, okay, so there's different types of readings. So one of the main types that I get is, I, I assume, which is how you would do a reading, and it's, it's channeling the messages through from either angels or guides um, sometimes within a reading they'll do both. So angels are more of like the higher big picture realm yeah. and spirit guides can be a little bit more specific about the, the person. more immediate things yeah. in the person. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's the most common type of reading that I have is yeah. a pure channel. And I like that because I feel like I've got a pretty good channel. Yes. And sometimes I just need some extra guidance through what I believe is, um, not a stronger channel, but sometimes I feel like the psychics can speak the words of my guides that I'm not receiving because I've got a filter on it. Totally. Does that make sense? Absolutely. It's that external, like... Um... It's it's a different perspective. Yes. 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 Because you can be clouded by your own shit sometimes. 100%. And it's sometimes hard to discern what's like fear and ego talking and what's intuition and yes. channel. But on that note, mm. I think it's also important to note that a psychic's a psychic is delivering their interpretation of the message they're getting. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. they don't interpret it right. No. Oh, 100%. Because all your – well, depending on what type of a psychic you're, yeah. you are, you're either hearing it or seeing it or feeling it. 
And your interpretation is based on your shit. A hundred percent. It's through your lens. Yeah. Yeah. So that it's, um, I'm trying to think of moments where that's happened. That's happened to me a lot where I'm like, I'm getting seen like this fucking flower and you've got to be so hard not to interpret and project and just, what that and just give that you. exactly yeah. what that flower means to me and just give it and just be like, you interpret that in your yeah. way. Cause otherwise I'm projecting and telling a story. Yeah. And a lot of, a lot of the time I'll get um, a visual or something or it's like a, yeah, it's just like, I'm fucking getting this color and you say it to them and there's a meaning behind it. So part of giving readings is not questioning what you're being delivered or yeah. creating story around it because a lot of psychics, well, not a lot of them, but it is hard to discern what's yeah. yours and what's being delivered. Absolutely. Mm. Um, the psychic I see all the time, she gets a lot of song lyrics come yes. through. Yes. Yeah. And she will just tell me the lyric because either the song will mean something to her and that's the message or the lyric means something to me and I've got to interpret it. So she's never sure who the message is for or why it's coming through. So she'll ask me first and if it doesn't resonate with me, she'll go, well, this is what it means to me. Does this resonate with you? I love that. Yeah. I love a psychic that can say, I'm not sure about this. I'm just yeah. going to be, this is what you want. So good, right? It's so good. Um, and then another type of reading that I have been to is obviously like a tarot reading. Yeah where they read from the cards um, and I guess oracle cards as well. But tarot, I feel, tell a lot more of a story. Now, I believe that with a tarot reading, there's a lot of different levels of it. So there's someone who will purely read off the cards. Another woman who I see, not regularly, but I've seen a few times, she will be getting, she'll be channeling and then, like she yeah. she'll be channeling and then using the cards as confirmation of what's coming through in the channel. Yes. I love that type of reading. Yes. Especially because I resonate with tarot so much. Yeah. So I understand it as it's coming through. So I can also interpret it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, be careful with tarot. Not be careful, but just tarot is an art and it's a language of its own. Mm. And um, just be really conscious that you are going to a recommended experienced tarot reader. Yeah. And it's uh, like, uh, there's a reason I don't read tarot for myself or anybody else because I don't know it as a language. Yes. And it's so, like, it's it's an, it's an art form in its own way. So really respect it. Yeah. Uh, and like you see, like, no judgment, but people just playing with their tarot decks. It's like all oh, the energy associated with tarot is pretty... Um, it's intense and it's really powerful. Yeah. So if you're getting your cards read, go to somebody recommended. Don't just go to some random on the street. No. And speaking of random on the street, this is my next type of ta- type of psychic I want to tell you about. When I was 19, it was when I was first living up in Byron, there was a palm reader. I don't think he's here anymore. Who used to sit on Johnson Street. This guy, he'd have two director's chairs and he'd sit there and he'd read palms all day. He gave me the most horrific depressing traumatic reading on my palm and I was 19 years old and I was upset for weeks it was something about in middle age me becoming very ill and losing all my family and like it was horrible and I thought what type of a person that's not a psychic that's not a psychic. Let someone walk away. A child, essentially, walk away with that kind of information. I mean, it's an abuse of power and it's... It, yeah. If, yeah, that just that infuriates me. Yeah. It's, it's awful. What I want to say about all of these different readings, so cards, palmistry, like whatever it is, is that the tools are great, but underneath it all, they're not necessary for a good psychic. No. And like what George said with the cards... They're just confirming what you've already spoken about. So to be honest, when I was doing my readings, 
Um, and the cards are what led me into doing readings, but I would pull cards. I'd give a reading for like 45 minutes. And then the last 10, I'd pull cards mainly for the benefit of who was being read because it's a bit of a show. Yeah. People like the show. Yeah. They like the, Oh, what does this card mean? Oh, what is this? I could give an entire reading without pulling a single card and it'd be the exact same reading. Yeah. 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 Um, the last thing I want to say Mm. is that probably the most, um, life-changing transformational confirmational affirmational reading i've had is actually natal chart readings yeah 100 percent. and it's not a psychic thing obviously it's judged by the astrological nature of your natal chart but holes and i have spoken about it on here before the readings that we both had with jules ferrari amazing was so um accurate about who we were confirmation in what we were doing yes in the world good point and how our futures will unfold based on our skills and our services and our gifts yes um yes. so if you're looking for clarity around who you are and what you offer i can't recommend natal chart readings enough and if you're only new to the potty go back to an episode that we speak yeah. all about them because they're powerful yeah so how what do you think then um if people do want to go and see a psychic and they've never seen one before, yeah. what what do you think are some of the things they should be looking for in Brilliant a psychic? Brilliant question. Okay, so the first thing is always word of mouth. Always go based on recommendation. More than one person recommending that person. And with a caveat on that, though, because I've definitely gone to see a psychic that someone's recommended and they haven't resonated with me, yes. but definitely resonated with them. So that's the other thing. If you don't like one, go and see Go and see another one. one. There are so many amazing, yeah. But be sure, so many caveats, but be sure you didn't like them because you didn't like what you heard or you just maybe... Didn't vibe with the energy. For me, it was not vibing with the energy. Totally. And I've got one of my... I actually am going to give her name because she's quite brilliant. Rebecca Detman. I see her several times a year. She is wonderful. I love her. Um, she's very uh, direct. Yeah, I love it. She swears a lot, yeah. like Holly and I do. Yeah. I vibe with her really well. She's quite, you know, like... Rah! Yes. But some people can't handle it. No. They're like, oh, no, this is too much for yeah. me. So... You know, you've got to pick what's good what for you, what you're what vibes vibing for you. with. Yeah. The other thing is um, I get asked a lot, or I used to get asked a lot when I gave readings, how can you do them over Skype and the phone? And the biggest thing for me, my favorite readings were over the phone where I couldn't see the person mm. because I was purely going off the energy. Yeah. And that's what we've got to remember. A psychic is reading your energy. It's got nothing to do. You can fucking take your wedding ring on. and That's a common one. It's like, I'm going to pretend that I'm not married to see if they can guess that I'm married. It's not a guessing game. It's not a party trick. Let's just get that out of the way. If you're going in in to see a psychic with the intention to trick them or like slip them up, don't waste your money and don't waste their time. Like, because a psychic will sit there and go, this person's not in it. So um, back to Skype and phone readings are just as good. Yes. So if there's someone that's recommended to you, like my past life reader is in Adelaide, um, throw that in, my past life reader, um, amazing sessions via Skype. Yeah. It's energy. So yeah, well, that's important. Well, I think most of my psychic sessions have been via Skype, yeah. except that one that I recommended a while ago who was in Sydney. Um, and she was quite incredible too because a lot of what she did was actually through touch. I love that. So she would touch my she touched my palms at the mm-hmm. beginning for quite a long time to really connect with my mm-hmm. energy. But I think she would have been able to do it even you, if I wasn't there. Hundred um, percent. She would have been able to hold her hands up to the computer. Yeah. Um, the other thing I wanted to say was first timers. 
you always know when they're a first timer because their energy is so nervous, mm. so scared. And always I'll say, what are you scared of? And it's always, I don't want you to tell me anything that I don't want to hear. If you've done your research and you've found a reputable psychic and you've connected with their energy by, you know, sussing them out online or whatever, they're not going to tell you anything scary. Mm. Like, and in if you do see a psychic and they, you know, tell you about all the trauma you're about to experience, rest assured that they're not a psychic. <laughs> so it's, it's okay. Um, but just try and calm the nerves because it does block energy from coming and a good psychic will sell you a good psychic will like crack a joke or make you feel comfortable and go right into things so um also it's so important this is obvious but i'm going to say it just be really open-minded and be really open to what's coming up a lot of the time i'll say a name and in the moment like i'll be like who's david and then they'll be like there's no david and then like a couple of minutes will go past and they'll be like, oh my God, blah, 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 blah. Or you'll get out of the reading and be like, and it's happened with me being read. I'm like, oh, when they said this name, this is fuck. Like, cause you're in the moment and everything's quite heightened. Stuff might land afterwards. Yeah. So after a reading, you might feel a little bit energetically depleted. You might want to take yourself off, have a tea, have a bath, like energy you know fuel is fueled by things like magnesium and salt so having a salt bath is really great um lots and lots of liquids and just journaling whatever's come up Mm. for you and just being um gentle and nurturing with yourself because it can be energetically taxing sometimes although the most ideal psychics will leave you feeling really excited and inspired yeah yeah um something that holly and i was were talking about a couple of days ago and i think it's really relevant here is that what happens when you see a psychic is that they're reading your energy. So when they're not getting names right and they're not getting gender right and they're not <laughs> getting what else could be really specific, a, a location right, yeah. what they're doing is, like I said before, they're interpreting the energy. So their interpretation of it might not be accurate, but yeah. the reading of the energy itself is. And that's where the openness has to come from. It's yeah. being able to look at it through a few different perspectives a hundred percent not like you're right or they're right or wrong it's like okay i'm just surrendering to this because i'll I'll tell you how this came up holly and i were talking about guessing the gender of babies like our friends that are pregnant and holly's like i always get it wrong i'm like i always get it wrong too but you were like what we what we're probably doing is seeing the energy of of that baby the baby so the feminine energy or the masculine energy not actually the gender of the baby i learned that from john edward Thanks, babes. Oh. Uh, <laughs> um, the other thing <clears throat> that I wanted to say, oh, there were two things on that, um, was I've, I've, I can always tell when someone's pregnant. So I've given so many readings where someone's come in and they've been like five weeks pregnant and I've been like, oh, are you pregnant? And they're like, fuck, how do you know? So like those sorts of things can be picked up on. Yeah. Um, and the other thing I was going to say is because I know this is just something that a lot of people are curious about. There's a difference between a psychic and a medium. So all mediums are psychic, but not all psychics are mediums. So mediums, and I am a medium, so mediums channel loved ones who have passed away as well. Um, So there's a difference. If you are wanting to connect with someone who has crossed over, you want to find a medium, not a psychic. Um, If you want both, mediums can do both. Um, But psychics, not all psychics can. So that's something to be wary of too. It's beautiful. I used to love channeling oh I, I had one fucked up experience similar to your oh 
kind of similar to your mum where like police investigation was involved mm. um but it was a murder and that's what kind of made me stop doing readings actually yeah, scary. i channeled a yeah it wasn't very nice um other than that it's beautiful to be able to give people that closure that their loved ones are with them and as as me experiencing it from that side of things um it's really comforting and beautiful to know that there's more to life than what we see absolutely yeah yeah wow Mm. oh psychics um now just on this note i just want to say that um there were a few episodes ago when I was talking about a psychic in Sydney and everyone was asking me for her details. I actually stopped giving them out. She only, um, the only details she gives out are her, is her personal mobile number. And I didn't feel comfortable sharing it in the Facebook group. So what I want you to do is just talk to people who have seen psychics, see who resonates with you from what your friends are saying or, you know, from what you see on social media, there's lots of recommendations there, I guess. Hundred percent. Um, but I'm just not comfortable giving. No, that, that's a boundary thing. Personally, it's, yeah, it's a boundary thing, totally. Yeah. And I just am going to reiterate: I no longer do readings no. because I do. <laughs> and it's beautiful. I get asked all the time still, yeah. um, but my energy can't contain them anymore. No. So I am out of business. Beautiful. Yeah. All right. Well, that was that was a fun. That, that was, was a, fun a really fun chat. Oh, okay. um, Recos. Who's going to go? You go. Okay. What are you recoing this week? Well, the first thing I'm recoing is actually where we're recording. Oh, yeah. Right now. So I have been coming to Byron to visit for, what, a decade. Mm. I've stayed in a lot of places. And I've always had my eye on the Atlantic. That's my first record, guys. The Atlantic Byron Bay. I've always had my eye on it. I've always walked past it and been like, oh, it's so beautiful. And I've had Mm. friends that have stayed here. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And then when this trip came up, I was like, well, I'm going to be fresh out of Vipassana. I want, I've, I'm up here because there's a speaking event called Wild Success Live. So I'm speaking over a couple of days and I wanted somewhere beautiful to come back to. And you know, when you go through your head and you're like, oh, I, I don't, do, and it's ridiculous because I work in this space, but it's like, oh, it's a little bit more money than usual. Like, do I deserve that? And it's like, yeah, you do. You just spent 10 fucking days in silence. Like if any time you deserve to splash out a little bit more on accommodation, it's now. Anyway, I only booked it two nights ago just before I got into Byron. And I was like, if there's a room available, it's for me. There was one room available. It was their winter special. And I'm here. It is beautiful, George. Mm, just amazing. The, the people who run it are really kind and lovely. Mm. And they've got bikes available to, like, just go riding around town. They've got surfboards, paddleboards. You can just use at your own disposal. The rooms are beautiful. I'm, like, we're sitting on a king bed right now. I have a bathtub. They gave me a bottle of red when I arrived. And it's just for anyone looking for someone to stay in the heart of Byron Bay. It's that little bit more upmarket, um, but not anything ridiculous. No, and it's, it's right in the centre of town. It's a really good position. It's such a good position. And there's lots of different, um, like, room rates. There's, like, this room I'd say is probably, like, the mid, mid-range mid room. Yeah. But there's, like, tiny rooms. Yeah. And they've got communal kitchens. So each yeah. area has these huge open-plan communal kitchens that you can prep your food in if you don't want to go out and eat. Although, why wouldn't you? You're in Bone Bay. Um, <laughs> they do a fire pit at winter. They've got the pool. They've got It's surrounded by nature but in the heart of town. Yeah, it's beautiful. So I just wanted to give them a big shout-out. Um, and they do bath salts with their bath every day. They update their bath salts. Oh, and I've just so been cool. It. So the Atlantic Byron Bay yeah, is my first record. Um, second record. 
is my journal. Mm. So I didn't get to use this in Vipassana because I did it legit. We'll talk about that in a bit. Mm. Um, So I handed it over, but when I got it back and I pulled it out, so many of the girls were like, oh, my God, that journal is beautiful. And I get it a lot. So this was gifted by my beautiful client, Linda, who is an avid listener. Hey, babes. Um, But I've, I've worked with these journals in the past, and so they're by Alana Fairchild. And Alana Fairchild, for those of you who don't know, she channels Oracle decks. So she has done the Sacred Rebels deck, which I've pulled from before. Uh, and also the Fairy Forest, I think is... Yeah. Is that Alana? And oh, uh, the Rumi... The Rumi the deck and the Kuan Yin deck. She's, she does beautiful decks. Mm. But the illustrators and the artwork and the people that she works with that's part of the magic of the deck is Mm. artwork so these journals are extensions of the oracle decks so the first deck of her uh, the first journal of Alana Fairchild that I used was um, mermaid energy Mm. and it was a very beautiful feminine energy and it was when I was tapping into that space the the journal just called me why these journals are so beautiful is throughout the entire book that it's broken up by just beautiful imagery Mm. that really emotes sensation. And every maybe three to five pages, there are just beautiful affirmations from the Oracle decks on the bottom of the page. It's so magical. I was actually gifted one as well from a client. Really? Yeah, at Lunar Nights. And um, I can't remember what mine was. It was last year's journal, but it, it had like a lot of Native American wisdom in it. Oh, Have yes, the Inner one? Peace Warrior. Yes. Yeah, girl. It was so beautiful. They um, have a really special energy, and mm. it's something I teach when I do an entire week on journaling in my online program. Okay. And one of the tips that I give is make sure your journal is beautiful. Mm. You want to enjoy writing in it. Don't go to Kmart. I mean, I know you love Kmart. <laughs> Don't go to Kmart and get their $2 fucking yeah. journal. Like, invest in a beautiful book that carries the energy that makes you want to write. Where do you buy these? I've only ever been gifted one. So I just had a look and you can buy them online. Okay. So like Amazon or whatever. Yeah. So if you just Google Alana Fairchild Journal. Yeah. Uh, but they're also, a lot of New Age stores do have them. Okay. So you could go into your local New Age crystal yeah. oracle store. Um, and for instance, I know this is very specific, but New Moon in Castle Hill, Castle Mall, they definitely stock them. Okay. Yeah, they're beautiful. So that's my second reco. Great recos, Holly. Thank you. <laughs> Talk to me about yours. Um, I'm going to do um, a reco that I've been uh, experiencing for a while, but because it's getting a bit colder in Byron, who knew mm. that could happen? I've been doing it a lot more lately, and it's infrared saunas. Oh, I love them so yeah. much. Yeah, so I'm so grateful in Byron that we have a Nimbus and Co. up here. There's the one in Bondi, Bondi. in Sydney. Mm-hmm. Um, and infrared saunas are different to your regular steam sauna. It works with infrared heat, so it's very healing and nourishing for the body. It's gentle. Yeah. I I go for a few different reasons. I find the heat very healing for me, but the dry heat, I'm a uh, my body constitution is pitta in Ayurveda. Okay. So too much fire is not good for me. But I do find the infrared heat to actually be very soothing for me. Mm. Um, I love it. I also have really high levels of rheumatoid. So my joints can get very, very sore when it's cold. Okay. So it's really important for me to keep them quite warm and well lubricated. Yeah. 
So, um, yeah, I mean, ideally I'd like to be going two, three times a week. Yeah, I'm lucky if I get there once a week, to be honest with Mm. you. But I've just found it so um, almost like a self-care practice for me at the moment. Yes, yes. Because when I – well, there's a a few things. First of all, you're stuck in a room for 45 minutes with nothing but – you can put a podcast on or some music, but no other stimuli. Um, and that's really important for me because even sitting at home and I'm meditating, I can very easily pull myself out and start doing laundry. Easily. Yeah. Or writing a to-do list or something. Totally. So it's really it's really nice for me to just be able to sit there for 45 minutes to an hour and do nothing. Nothing. Um, the actual act of it is very healing and nourishing for my body. Yeah. So that feels like self-care. Yeah. Um, but also the the detox element of it oh. as well. And like I'm not a toxic person, although this morning I'm, I'm a little so sorry. hungover. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I still think it's important to have this beautiful clearing out, especially as we move into new seasons. We're going into winter solstice at the moment, yes. tomorrow morning. Yeah. Oh, is that tomorrow morning? Yeah. So it's, yeah, early. I think it's like 1.50 in the morning in Sydney. Me. We're in winter solstice. Yeah. Oh gosh, we've got to talk about that in the energy reading. Yeah. Week. So it's all about recharging and renewal and regeneration. And yeah. So um, that's important for me at this time as well, totally. just to be clearing all of that out. And also, you know, like with all of the energy work that we do, mm-hmm. I think it's really important to be able to release and let go and detox quite often yeah. because there's a lot of energy that's coming in so and if it's not going out, that's when it starts to fester. It's so true. Um, your skin ends up glowing from it and yeah. you, the inflammation goes down. I often cry quite a bit when I'm in there as well yeah. as like a real release. I love that. Yeah. Oh, good rest. So I'm really enjoying them lately. So they're, they're more and more common. Um, the dream for me is to have one in my house. 100%. They're actually not that expensive, but you know it's still an investment yeah um and need to have a house big enough and it, to and need a house first. um yeah but uh if you have not experienced an infrared sauna and you have just been going to a regular sauna i cannot recommend them enough Agreed. give it a go i i can't stand um regular saunas oh no i, I get like claustrophobic and, yeah i can't yeah. do it infrared i can sit in them for, yeah and you're not trapped in there you can open the oh, door absolutely. you can get Holly out and i had one together last time she was here and i was very hot we were both very hot we i think lizards. we were overwhelmed that day but yeah, we just kept walking in and out yeah, it's, it's fine. fine. Yeah. Good record. Yeah. Stay hydrated, friends. <laughs> um, and then my second – oh, my second record is a beauty record. Yeah, it is. And um, I stumbled upon it the other day. Yeah. I was in Sydney and I left my makeup bag at home Heavy. and I had an event. Like, oh. hello. How did you manage that? Don't you have a Virgo moon? <laughs> Aren't you meant to be on top of this shit? I know. What were you Which thinking? made me Were you so... falling apart because I wasn't around? No, yeah, a little bit. But also I was so angry at myself. Oh, yeah. You know, I was like, how could you possibly do that? Anyway, so luckily I was staying right next to a Mecca Cosmetica. Of course. <laughs> and Mecca now has quite a wide range of natural they beauty. Do. They do. Yeah, so there's about five brands in there that so good. are natural. Um, so I always use RMS, but because I had full pots of RMS at home, oh, I'm fuck. like, I can't. can't I've got to get something different. Um, and I don't like day to day. I don't wear foundation. I wear Zincredible, which I've recorded on here before, um, and a little bit of RMS concealer. But because I was going to be on stage and there were going to be lights, I wanted 
You need the full face. A full face. So um, I spoke to the women at Mecca and she's like, oh my God, you've got to try Ellie Fars. Have you heard of Ellie Fars? No, I haven't. Okay. So Ellie Fars is a little bit touch and go in that all of their products are natural Mm. and they all do their best Mm. to meet all the criteria, but I don't think all of the products too. So make sure you check which ones you're using. Totally. But their Skin Veil Foundation is... Amazing. Really? Oh my God. So, look, it depends what you like in a foundation. I like something quite light. Yes. And buildable. Yes. So, when I wasn't using natural skincare, I used to use NARS. Okay. And NARS was amazing because it gave you this beautiful glow. And it was sheer if you just put one layer on. And if you wanted to build it, you just keep layering it on. That's my favorite type of coverage. So Skin Veil is the same. I've never had so many compliments on my skin when I wear it. She actually matched, I don't have the color on me, but she matched the color to a T. You know how sometimes if it's a little too dark, you look weird and if it's too light, you you don't match your body. It was so wonderful. And I just love wearing it. It feels beautiful. Skin Veil. I love that name too. And there's been a few nights out recently where I've worn it and haven't washed my face before bed. And I actually just still feel amazing and have amazing skin in the morning. And that's when you know you're using a good natural foundation. Absolutely, because I never wash my face before bed. Oh, don't you? I'm really bad. Oh, see, I'm quite religious with it. But there's been a few late nights where I just haven't been bothered or swept up in a moment. A dream just landed. About me? No, that I had last night, though, where I looked in the mirror, had all these wrinkles on my face, and maybe it's because I'm not washing my face before bed. You must. And do you put, like, an oil or something on your face? You, yeah, usually I do. Yeah, but not if you don't wash it. Well, no, only when like I've had a big night, like last night. Yeah, and then I'm just like I can't be fucked, so okay. I wouldn't put an oil on last night. Yeah. All right, we need to get your skin. You're actually freaking me out. I need to get my skin checked. Of all the things, like I know I have a Virgo moon, but skincare routine for me is like priority. I'd I'd make sure I'm washing and and cl- like cleansing and oiling my face more than brushing my teeth. Which is terrible because teeth should also be your priority. Oral hygiene matters. Um, It does. Oh, wait. Can I just tell you something that an energy reader told me the other day about oral hygiene? Oh, my God. Talk to me. It was so interesting. We were just chatting. It wasn't like a reading. But I said to her – no, she said to me, she's like, you need to go get your teeth checked. And I was like, I know, because I'm terrible with the dentist. Oh, me too. She's like, it is so important as someone who communicates their message through voice and sound, all your energy comes out through your mouth – And it's really important, not from an aesthetic perspective. She's like, I don't care what your teeth look like, but she's like, health-wise, you need to make sure that they're up to scratch because all of your channeling comes through. It's the same for you. Comes out of your mouth. Comes out of your mouth. So I've booked into, oh, see the dentist. Okay, I need to do the same. Do you have a natural dentist? I've got a holistic, well, I don't. So these have all been recommended to me through a friend. I've got a holistic dentist, but also his family dentist, which he says is the best and a lot cheaper than the holistic and it has a very holistic approach yeah. so I'm going to go see him you see him and then next time I'm up I'll go see him okay if he's good yeah if he's good I mean it doesn't matter if even if he's bad because I'm not seeing anyone anyway so it's probably better right. than nothing yeah fucking get your um, teeth checked so Ellie Farr's skin veil and get your teeth checked <laughs> <laughs> All right, my love, I want to know all about Vipassana. So just so everybody knows, Holly and I have been hanging out for two days. Now we're on our third day. Third day. And she won't tell me anything. I literally have told George nothing because I'm (laughs) saving it for the podcast. And I just want to give you guys a heads up. 
it may be emotional. Like yeah. there's a lot. It's a it's a lot. Okay, yeah. so. The way we're going to run this, just so we get everything out of it, is I'm actually going to interview Holly about yeah. Vipassana. 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 So let's start from the beginning, Holt. Let's start with the night before you went in. Okay. Night before I went in, I was an emotional wreck. Yeah. Because I was get, I'm already getting emotional. I was receiving so many beautiful messages from the people that I love more than anything in the mm. world. It felt like I was about to die, yeah, to be honest. Right. It really did. Or like um, going for surgery or something. Yeah. Mm. And it was so many beautiful messages and phone calls of just like thinking of you. You're so brave. I love you so much. I'm here when, when you get out. Like my girlfriend Katie said, and it made me, it broke me. She's like, every day at six o'clock, look at the time and I'll be thinking of you. Oh. And I was just like, I can't. Um, oh, yeah, I'm so already, I've already got tears in my eyes. Like that, I was so nervous. I was in denial. I didn't pack. I usually pack way before. I fell asleep on the couch, like cuddling Trenny. And I woke up, it was 11 p.m. I hadn't packed and I had to leave at five the next morning. Yeah. And I was just like, fuck, throwing everything together. The next day I got in the Uber and panic attacks started mm. on the flight up to Noosa um, I, the entire flight, I just had a huge panic attack. I had left Trenny a little note, um, a little card and he had read it when I just was about to board the flight and he said, look in your wallet. And he had left me a note. Oh God, you too. I know. <laughs> he was my favorite. Um, and so I was just reading his note on the flight over. I'm sorry. I'm an emotional No, wreck. you're beautiful. <laughs> it was so hard, George. And I'm just like. What do you think? What was the, <sighs> um, what was behind? Oh, my darling. What was behind the panic? Like what was feeding the fear I didn't know what I was getting myself into yeah so a little bit of background the reason that I decided to do Vipassana wasn't because I wanted to um I've known about it for a couple of years and I've had friends that have said it's the most life-changing thing they've ever done and I've seen changes in them and me being me was like I could never do it I could never be in silence for 10 days what do you mean no way Mm. and it wasn't ever something that I planned on doing in my life like I think I think a lot of people get egoic about it and they're like I'm gonna see if I can try and do it yeah totally and that's the wrong intention and that was never my intention believe it or not this was not an ego thing um I'm very comfortable with not pushing limits in that way uh However, in a session with Zoe, it came up that I've never truly been on my own before Mm. and um, I needed to be able to tap into my heart resource that I so freely give to others and Mm. give it to myself. And in this like hypnotic state, she said, what do you need to do? And I said, Vipassana. And I felt sick at the thought and I was like, why did I say that? But it was a soul guided thing. Mm. So in the lead up, I was feeling like really tense and really nervous. And then when the day arrived, I was just like, what am I what am I doing? What am I getting myself into? I had no idea. Yeah, I guess there's so much anticipation with that sort of thing because you build you build up expectation based on your perceived idea of your experience that you actually haven't had yet. Yeah. And you cannot go into it with expectation because everyone's experiences are so different and it's why I'm going to be very discerning in what I share given if people want to do it I want them to have their own experience not my experience but my experience in the lead up was I was terrified Um, and I had told myself time and time again if I make it three days that's fine if I make it four days that's fine but truly you've got to go in there committing to the 10 days because the meditation that they teach you and the process that they teach you it unravels your neuro like your neurological structure okay if you leave halfway through you're fucked yeah 
Okay, so I don't want to go too much into the specifics of what they teach you because no. I think that everyone needs to experience that for themselves while they're there. I agree. But can you tell us, let's start, um, and we won't go through all 10 days, but can you tell me about the first day? Like when you get there, you okay. meet your roommate. So here's the thing. They don't include the arrival day and the leaving day in the 10 days. What? So I'm actually there 12. I was actually there 12 days. I had a girlfriend message me. She's like, are you out yet or am I counting wrong? It, it was 12 days. <gasps> so you arrive on the afternoon of the arrival day, but that's not day one. Oh. So you arrive between three and five. You do a registration. I was literally breathing like this the whole time. <laughs> like terrified. Yeah. Um, so the first thing you do is handing your stuff, your valuables. So you hand in your phone. And that was a relief for me. I was like, take it. See you later. Did not miss it. Still not on social media. Like, fucking see ya. Handing your wallet. I didn't wear my um, wedding rings or anything because you've got to hand those in, like jewelry. So, did you leave them in Sydney with Tranny? Yeah, I left them in Sydney with Tranny. Handed in my journal so I didn't take it in and I wasn't tempted to use it. Handed in my Oracle cards. Like, you can't have anything like that. Essential oils, all of it. Handed those in. And then they give you a room key. Now, I assumed that you'd be sharing a dorm with heaps of other people. And I think in some venues you do. Um, but for me, I just had a one roommate. So I got into my room and there's a big curtain down the middle. So it divides the beds up, tiny little box room. Uh, and we met each other and it was her first time too. And we connected straight away. So it wasn't silence right away during registration and during the intro meeting, you could talk, but a lot of people like, were like, blah, 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 and I was already going in. Yeah. I'd have to start. I, I couldn't. And, and Jasmine, my roomie was the same. So we just kind of clung together and people came up to us. They're like, are you guys friends doing it together? That's crazy. And we're like, no, we just met, but we connected. And I was grateful mm. for that. And then eight o'clock the first night, a gong sounds and that indicates silence but it's like between 7 30 and 8 they say when you hear the gong it's noble silence and so jazz and i were in our room um just chatting 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 then the bell went and we looked at each other and we said i love you hugged and pulled the curtain oh closed. my god that's so magic yeah yeah and so that was first night but first day was i why don't i give you a rundown of the timetable okay because it was the same timetable every day okay you you hear the first bell at four in the morning fuck yeah and I'm someone who thrives on sleep. I think mm. we are all aware of that. So four in the morning, first bell goes out the, outside your room. Like, ding. Everyone gets a bell. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone gets a bell. S- second bell goes quarter past four, if you're not up. First meditation is 4.30. And it's in the meditation hall. So there's a huge hall. Men and women are divided, by the way. So there were 40 men, 40 women. Like, it was huge. I didn't realize but um, there's a curtain up between the dining halls. The only time you see men is in the meditation hall, but they're on the other side of the room. So it's very much segregation. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, and so you spend most of your time in this hall. The whole energy in the hall was beautiful. You felt really held when you were meditating. Anyway, you, you start your first medi 4.30 till 6.30. So that's a two-hour block. And then 6.30, you have breakfast. So breakfast is porridge or toast. By six, it, That's 6.30 till 8.00. But you finish breakfast in 10 minutes. Mm. So it's like, what do I do? You can go have a shower. You can fucking sit on the grass and watch. You have no idea how many times I just sat on the grass going like, I'm just going to look at this flower for half an hour. You can go back to sleep. I slept a lot. Oh, oh you can go back to sleep? You can go back to sleep. Oh, my God. Yeah, so that's what I did. I went back to sleep. Then 8 o'clock till 11 was the next block of meditation. So 8, 9, 10, that was three hours. And I'll talk about the meditation conditions in a moment. But 8 till 11 next block, 11 o'clock was lunch, 11 in the morning. And the food was beautiful. 
that's like like I can't wait to get home and make the recipes highlight oh fucking highlight because wait till I tell you about dinner (laughs) so food was beautiful it was vegetarian it's Buddhist philosophy they don't believe in killing literally I got a tick in my hand one of the days and they had to take me off site to remove it to kill it because they do not believe I was like fuck I killed a mosquito the other day I forgot Um, so yeah (laughs) yeah, whoopsies Um, so lunch was beautiful but you had like a two hour break there and the breaks actually like wigged me out because I I was so in my head and there wasn't anything to distract me. Mm. Like at least when you're sitting in meditation, you're doing something. Yeah. So for the first few days I would put my um shawls out and lie on the grass, but then I got the tick. So I'd watch I mean there were kangaroos like that you could get within a meter of and the little baby joeys and so it was just like really connecting with nature or going to sleep or having nervous breakdowns in your room. Then the afternoon block was the hardest for me, I found, because it was from 1 p.m. till 5 p.m. So it was four hours of medi back to back. Like you could have a five minute break to stretch in between the hour or the hour and a half, but that's it. And then five o'clock on the first day, they're like, okay, tea break. And I was like, great dinner. (laughs) No, you do not get dinner at all. Fuck. You get a piece of fruit or a couple of pieces of fruit and you can have tea. But if it's your second or, like, if it's any any time other than your first time, you don't even get a piece of fruit. So it's, there's a fasting component. I was not aware of that going in. That would have just been another reason for me to kind of convince myself not to do it. It's so interesting that they don't tell people that. No, no. Um, so the belief is your stomach should be three quarters full at all times. Mm. My body adapted very quickly. Yeah. I was hungry, but I didn't need it. And a lot of energetic weight that I've been wanting to shift and not being able to really did shift. Mm. Fucking given, I wasn't eating. Um, yeah, so that was that was hard. Uh, and then dinner break, dinner break would end at six, and then you'd meditate until seven, and then you'd have a video discourse, which was the teacher um, who would share. Goenki is his name, and he would share teachings from that day, how you might be feeling, all through video, like 1991 with these recordings. Yeah, it's crazy. Hey? Crazy. And then um, you would do a final half an hour meditation and be in bed by nine. So there were 17 hour days, and 12 hours of those were meditating. That is so crazy. What was the hardest day for you? Hardest day for me surprised me because they say that your hardest day is usually day four. Mm. And that's when my roommate had a breakdown and I got into the room and she was breaking down and I left her to do that. And I was like, I'm fucking sweet. I was like, it's probably because I've done a lot of work on trauma before. I'm fine. Day six was horrible. I thought I was, I thought I was going insane. Mm. I had to get up and leave the meditation room a number of times because the way the meditation works it brings suppressed emotion to the surface for you to experience and release and for me walking into it I expected it was anxiety but it's actually the the layers beneath the anxiety. Mm. Which, what's beneath that? What's beneath, what's beneath that? Beneath what's that? beneath that? Well, beneath that, George, is suppressed rage. Yeah. Rage and anger was my theme for the week. Interesting. And I've not ever been someone to express anger or really even feel it. And I had so much of it to the point where I would be sitting in meditation shaking. And the whole purpose of Vipassana is you observe what's coming up. You're not mm. attached. It's not good or bad. Everything's constantly changing. You know, um, it's being equanimous is the word mm. that we learned. It's like, it just be sit with it equanimously and just watch it. Like, do not be attached. But there are moments where you're shaking with fucking fury and you have to get out. Like yeah. that, will that, that happen to me? And I would just go into my room and cry and mm. just be like, 
do you know what was harder for me than the silence? The silence wasn't even hard, to be honest. The hardest thing for me was you're processing all of this stuff and you can't cuddle anyone. Yeah, you can't connect. You can't have a hug. There was no connection. Like, and I, I gave a talk yesterday at Wild Success Live and ended up fucking crying on the stage as I do um, because Vipassana taught me a reprioritization of where I want to put my energy. Mm. And my energy is so now focused on soul connection and in-person connection and phone calls and like the voice notes can fuck off their impersonal. Like mm. I've changed, I've changed. I mean, I've changed in every way, but connection is key. Being able to physically touch someone. Um, God, did I feel lonely? And I've not experienced, I'm very grateful that I've not experienced loneliness my life until mm. this. And I felt like obviously I needed to experience that. Um, but it was hard. But I also think um, like what came up for me when you were just saying that is the recognition that we are able to self-soothe and it's the same with babies crying you know that you teach them to self-soothe you let them cry and they can soothe themselves instead of us running in there the minute they're crying to to soothe them and calm them down and i think that we've lost that connection with ourselves because as soon as we're feeling sad or angry oh hold me you know make me feel better i need you yeah yeah where it's like no no like observe the emotion allow it to move through you You and allow yourself to be soothed by you. Yeah. yeah. And, and it, that is a beautiful lesson and one that I, obviously it's just ingrained in my cells now. Mm. Uh, and we had that conversation on the day that we were allowed to start talking again, which was my other most overwhelming day because it was sensory overload and I had panic attacks in my meditations and was crying. I was like, this is too much too quickly. Mm. And we'll talk about integration back into real life in a moment. But um, this, what we were saying is how amazing is it that you can really get through the darkest of moments and the really challenging stuff on your own if you really have to. Yeah. You, you actually can because yeah. we constantly go to other people. What do you think? Seek validation. Mm. But then they're projecting their life experience on totally. you. Totally. It's not, it's not actually your truth. Yes. And then we wonder, but, like, but I feel like this. It's like, well, trust that. And yeah. obviously I had so many downloads about every area of my life. My channel was fucking open. But I also want to say when you're sitting with your thoughts for 12 hours a day, every day i feel like anyone who hasn't meditated before is probably assuming that you're in this blissed out state no no that is a fucking <laughs> myth when it comes to meditation meditating is sitting with your thoughts and fucking observing them mm. and that is confronting so the average person has between 60 to eighty thousand thoughts a day and up to 90 percent of those are repeat thoughts for the day before mm. we don't notice that because we're distracted when you take all the distraction away you fucking notice it i was creating the biggest like the smallest things into the biggest issues constantly well and the thing is when you when you repeat a thought over and over and over and over and over again that's what becomes a belief system so we're all repeating these thoughts that we had the day before and the day before that and the day before that and that's what sets up these limiting beliefs that stop us progressing into the parts of our life we want to expand into a hundred percent and you become heightened like your awareness is heightened on the stories you've been telling yourself yeah and so i've come out now with a whole new lens on those repeat stories on where i can create powerful change in my life 
life. Mm. I was really proud of myself because not once did I speak meanly to myself Amazing. the entire time. Yeah. And that was a common theme for a lot of the women after. They're like, how mean are we to ourselves? And I was like, I actually can't relate to that. I was, even when it was so hard, not once was I like, I'm going to leave. And not once was I thinking, what are you doing, Holly? You're so stupid or this is ridiculous or you're a crazy person. Mm. I'd walk into my room and laugh and be like, I'm insane. Mm. But not in any kind of critical way of myself. Yeah. So I was really proud of that. Like the work that I've done on that in that part has been great. Amazing. Yeah. So what do you think um, – we'll talk about integration back into real life in a second. Yeah. But what do you think – if you just had to pick one, mm. what would be your biggest takeaway from Vipassana? Oh, hard question because I'm still in it, I still feel. Processing. I'm still processing. Well, maybe we can, maybe we can hold that question yeah. for the next episode. Yeah. Right, right now the key thing in the forefront of my mind is connection. Okay. Connection and, and a, you get totally um, heightened on what you're attached to. Yeah. It's this whole thing about non-attachment. Everything's taken away from you and so my attachments have been really interesting to reevaluate and be like they're not necessary they're addiction yeah um and yeah I I feel like at a cellular level I've been completely rewired and uh, it will be it will take me being back in Sydney and being back in the kind of normalcy of my day-to-day life for four days before we go overseas Mm. um for me to land and go what's been the biggest takeaway because I actually feel like the biggest takeaway is at a cellular level how I've been rewired and how my energy has shifted off the back of those mm. 10 days yeah, yeah. amazing yeah oh, I love it yeah so okay so let's just quickly because this episode is so gargantuan um what is that even a word gargantuan oh fucking gargantuan. make it one it's huge it's massive um what was it like coming out it's fucking hard. Yeah. And I didn't expect it. Yeah. Even when I was meditating the entire week, I planned, like, I'm going to be dropped off in Noosa and I'm going to be, like, two days in, like, on Hastings Street and it's going to be so much fun. I'm going to call everybody. I still haven't called some of my best friends mm. because I'm still processing. So I got dropped off on in town and uh, my room wasn't ready. So I dropped my staff off and walked down onto Hastings Street and had a nervous breakdown. Yeah. It was – I was so overstimulated – you go, I likened it, I gave this example of like, and I know it sounds dramatic, but truly this is how I felt. You know how people are held captive and then they're like found and they kind of have that connection to where they, like even though they're in the worst conditions or like they were yeah, they abused, want to go back. like I want to go back. I kind of felt really much like that where I was like, mm. this is too much. And I was on the beach and I put my feet in the water and that sensation was so foreign to me and hearing everyone talk. Cause you can see energy. Like, I mean, I could, I could see energy in Vipassana by the end of it. I, I could see the plants. They were alive. I could see mm. glitter on the grass. Like it was wild. And so the water and the gr- and the sand, I was just like, Fuck. Everything was heightened. I took myself off to the rocks at the end of the beach in the shade, huddled in the rocks and cried. And then I sent a couple of like, oh my God, it was fucking hard. Yeah. And it still is hard because I haven't fully adjusted because I've gone from Noosa to the Gold Coast to being here in Byron with you guys and to be working. And Mm. I I feel like if anyone's going to do it, and I know it sounds like, oh, he's broken. I'm not broken. I'm just like, no, it's been a lot. Yeah. And one of the women in my, I gave my talk yesterday at Wild Success and she, she said, when did you get out? And I said, oh, Sunday. And she's like, that's amazing. Like yeah. that you're even here talking yeah. like, and, and reintegration is over a few weeks. Mm. Like everything has changed. Yeah. So it, it was hard, but, but, oh, this is the best but, bit. <laughs> 
So all I wanted was to talk to Trenny and I couldn't get onto him. His phone was off and I was like, oh, I'd spoken to him briefly that morning. And then I was like, I'll call you later when I'm in Noosa. His phone was off and I couldn't get onto him and I was just fucking shattered and I didn't want to call anyone else because I didn't want to talk about it yet. Mm. Still don't really want to talk about it much. Um, and he wasn't answering and I was like, okay, it's fine. And then I got a text to and he was like, oh, sorry, babe, I'm at work. I'll call you later. I'm like, okay, sweet. Got up into my room, had a bath. Oh my God, I was so hairy. I like shaved everything. <laughs> I hadn't washed my hair in like two weeks and I, I just freshened up and then got into my towel, into bed and I got a call from Trenny and my housework going he's like yeah good how are you and I broke down I was like I'm not okay I'm not gonna leave my room for two days I don't want to talk to anyone like I was fucked and he goes well you're gonna let me up then and he'd found my itinerary in my laptop the night before he must have got an intuitive download and he was downstairs and we can't kill it I know <laughs> there's a mosquito <laughs> flying around us and I was like we can't kill that um so Trenny surprised me just for the night oh, um, he's so special he's he's a dream he's the love that I have for that man after this mm. is more than I've ever had the love that I have for my people mm. I know I'm like giving a speech now but I, <laughs> I kind of want to make it clear I just really do <laughs> no the people that I have in my life. Yeah, I know. It's so beautiful. It's so it? emotional. When you can see it. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, I oh. received the nicest messages and I just can't, I just can't express how much, like, loving your people is so oh, important. It's so beautiful. <laughs> like, I felt so alone. Yeah. And... I just my heart goes out to anybody. I know I'm like a fucking mess. No, you're not. It's raw. It's beautiful. Like my heart goes out to anybody who is experiencing loneliness or Mm. or feels that because I'm so grateful that I came out to the outpouring of love. Like Mm. I had so much love waiting for me, Mm. and it was still really hard. Yeah. So I just. I send like so much love to anyone who's ever felt loneliness before and just encourage you to connect with your people and tell your people you love them and hug and like kiss your friends like I think it's so important we we get so trapped behind our phones it's not connection it's a bridge to connection it's Mm. meeting but be like be in person and show love and that's probably my biggest takeaway. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, um, the Facebook community, the middle Facebook community is so beautiful at so connecting beautiful. with each other. And I know you guys have been having <coughs> meetups, which just makes Holly and I just so oh, happy. Beyond, like bursting. Beyond, bursting. Yeah. It's so beautiful. But also I just want to say, like, you can have the most profound connection with strangers as well. Yeah. And it's okay – as long as you're being appropriate, it's okay to touch people. You know, like I had this waitress the other day, she brought me my oat milk chai and I touched her to thank her on her shoulder. And I said, thank you. And her whole body just melted with a little bit of physical touch. It's like no one had touched her in a while. Yeah. Oh, touch is so important. Honestly, it was the hardest thing for me. One of the hardest things in there for me was not having physical touch. Mm. It's like, don't underestimate that. No. Yeah. Oh, oh, I gotta go, go redo my face because well, I'm getting back on the stage <laughs> in a bit. It's really nice to have you back. I'm so happy I to be back. I miss you so much. Yeah, I miss and, you um, too. I feel like there's going to be this new um, kind of energy injected into the work that you do now because you've had so many profound yeah. 
insights about who you are and why you're here and what you give yeah watch this space everybody and thank you for holding space for me while i was while i was in (laughs) yes now um holly kind of mentioned it before but she's still processing vipassana so if you have questions about it of course put them in the facebook group but just be aware that holly's not going to dive deep on this it's a personal experience and you should all experience it for yourself Thank you. there's a few different vipassana centers in australia just google it guys honestly and i, I want to say that in general like if like google things before you ask them in the facebook group yeah because that's the best we, we'll google them to give you the answer exactly so you might as well google them first. Ex- exactly yeah <laughs> take some inspired action guys yeah. but yeah that is that is the truth if a passion is so personal um yeah. and there's a lot that i'm not going to share it's a new part of myself actually there's a lot boundaries oh and i'm not going to share a lot of my life now great i'll oh. share i'll share i'll share a lot <laughs> but um yeah but no the just, deep stuff is yeah, for it's me important yeah. it's the deep stuff uh, personal stuff for everyone yeah. um so i think that's it for the show but good news is there will be an energy read on wednesday yeah, there will we'll talk about solstice we're going to talk about the solstice yeah and summer solstice if you're in the northern hemisphere um whole will we be we'll be in the same room we'll still. be in the same room yeah we will great and the hills will have just come out Oh my God, The Hills is coming out. There's, see, this is the thing. We haven't even spoken about The Voice and I know that, like, we're just going to have to, next episode. Next episode, we've got a lot to catch up on. We do. Um, okay, so, great. Okay. It's good to have you back. I love you lots. I love you too. And um, we'll slowly integrate back onto social and we'll yeah. see you guys soon. And we'll end on this note. Feel the rain on your skin.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 